In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. John's Gospel begins differently than its fellow synoptic Gospels. It doesn't begin with a genealogy, nor does it jump into a narrative. Instead, it begins with a proclamation that draws us back to the beginning. A proclamation of the Incarnation. As Adam Hamilton describes, it is the Word, the creative power and wisdom of God that spoke all things into existence, taking on flesh as an infant in Bethlehem. And while it may not be filled with the imagery of the nativity story that we love to see and hear during this season of Advent, it does create an image for us that can be so critical during this time. It's the image of light overcoming the darkness. It's an image that can be so powerful when many of us feel that we are perpetually sitting in darkness. And when I say sitting in darkness, I mean it symbolically, but I also mean it literally. Now, since this is a podcast, I feel comfortable saying something that others may disagree with, but I'm very passionate about it, so I I apologize in advance if it offends anybody, but here it goes. I think that daylight savings time is terrible. I know that everybody loves that extra hour of sleep that you get for one Sunday in November, but seriously, is it really worth the sun going down at 5.30 in the afternoon? I mean, just think about this every single evening after it's been dark for several hours ashley and i look over at the clock thinking that it must be time for bed only to find out that it's just like seven o'clock and so for the next few hours we just sit there in the darkness and we wait however adam hamilton tells us that there's a benefit to sitting in the darkness in fact it's something that they do during their christmas eve service at their church During what he describes as the climax of the service, they dim all the lights in the sanctuary and begin extinguishing the altar candles and the four Advent candles that had been lit during their Advent service. And with each candle that they extinguish, they name the darknesses that we experience in the world. Pandemics, wars, famines, economic hardships, hopelessness, despair, hurt and pain, grief and death. Then they read John 1, 1 through 5, and are reminded that the light shines in the darkness. I would encourage you to name your darkness during this Advent season. What hardships are you sitting with? What internal struggles are you facing? What external crisis burdens your soul? See, Hamilton affirms that we cannot appreciate the light that Christ brings into this world and into our lives until we sit in the darkness. It's for this reason that he believes that Christmas came to be celebrated on December 25th. Now, you might learn something here. I learned something during all this, so stay with me. So the celebration of the birth of Christ was placed on the winter solstice, which was December 25th on the Julian calendar, which is what the Roman Empire and the West used until about the 16th century. We use a different calendar today, which places the winter solstice on the 21st of December, but originally they placed it on December 25th, which was their winter solstice. So why did they choose to celebrate the birth of Christ on the winter solstice is the question. 
Some argue that it was to compete in overshadow uh, the pagan celebrations that occurred during that time, and it's possible that this may have played a small role. However, Hamilton would argue that the true reason is the winter solstice is the day when days begin to grow longer again. See, up until that point, the daylight grows shorter and shorter each day, and it stays darker longer each day. It's that period that we're in right now where the sun is setting earlier and earlier each day. And again, day, thanks to daylight savings time, it's super early. And yet, as Hamilton eloquently describes, the winter solstice marks the turning point, where the heavens themselves conquered the darkness. Light triumphs over the darkness. The daytime pushes back the night. It certainly is beautiful symmetry to the light of Christ entering the world and overcoming the darkness. It's a reminder for us that this celebration of the birth of Christ means we are to accept the light that Christ brings, to walk in it, to let it illuminate our paths, and to share it with others. That last piece, that need to share the light with others, is so important for us to remember. We name the darknesses that we experienced earlier, and we know that everyone around us experiences those darknesses as well. But imagine enduring that darkness without knowing the light of Christ, without experiencing the King, the Savior, the Emmanuel that has overcome it. We must share and reflect the light of Christ through love, kindness, mercy, and grace for others. We must do it actively and intentionally. Through Christ, we are God's plan for changing this world. As a closing, let us hold tight to this promise again from John 1, 1 through 5. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it.